All right, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Failure Friday, where we talk to friends, clients, strangers, just regular old people about how failure has shaped them as individuals in their professional career, their personal lives, and how it's made them better. Contrary to what we see on social media today, it's just a whole lot of people being their best selves, and that's just not reality. So I decided to make this my brainchild, where we talk to people about real life shit that has made them better, because the reality of the situation is real failure is what makes us experts at what we do for a living, experts in our lives and more valuable to other people in our lives as well. So today we have a friend of mine. We've known each other now, what, 10 years has it been? 2012. Uh, Her name is Lexi. Really, it's Alexia, but I don't think I ever called you that. Uh, I prefer Big Lexi. Uh, She's a realtor, project director, community activist, and a landlord. I think we left that one out. Yes, I did. And I don't remember what you studied in college. Uh, I don't remember it having to do with real estate, though. So I'm curious, walk us through how the real estate industry sucked you in. Well, it first came about when one of my good friends, she wanted to become a realtor, actually. And she was like, take the class with me. And I ended up taking a class with her, but I didn't really put my license into practice until like a year later. I seen her doing her thing and she was doing a good job at it. So she kind of encouraged me and uplifted me to um, put my license to use. So I started really pursuing it in about December of last year. So I'm still a newly licensed agent. I'm still trying to get up and running. And then as far as the landlord portion goes, I wanted to buy a house but I didn't really want to pay the mortgage. So the ultimatum was either get a husband or (laughs) (laughs) it was to get a husband or to get a multifamily unit and the multifamily unit came before the husband. So here we are. (laughs) I remember you talking about that before you were talking about getting into the real estate industry, which is cool, right? Because a lot of people don't make that a priority so early on in their careers, but you knew that in order to achieve the type of wealth that you wanted to achieve faster, that was a step that you had to take. Definitely. It was kind of no way around it. I know real estate is one of the best ways to build generational wealth. So I wanted to get ahead of the game and get on it as soon as possible. So when I got my first real girl job, I started saving, 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 and Eventually, the time came where uh, the building that I own now came on. It didn't even come on to um, MLS or anything. It was a friend of mine who introduced me to the old owner. And we hit it off. And he was like, he would wait on me because I did the FHA 203K loan. And it's a longer uh, closing process. So he waited on me until everything was ready to go. And here we are today. In hindsight, he's probably kicking himself in the ass because you bought that at like the perfect time before shit started firing up you really did have you do you appreciate that because I am I'm very thankful especially right now how the market is it's, it's insane it's different I prices are like skyrocketing so I got it at a very good price and also location so I live in western Palm Beach County and we're surrounded by well we surround us uh, so, um, on the lake and a lot of people have come in and tried to purchase the marina 
Donald Trump, Guy Harvey, like just so many different people. So I know one day they're going to buy it. And yeah, girl, and I'm going to sell. I cannot. (laughs) So now that you're in the industry, you've experienced your first blow up, like literally like the first day of your career, you experienced your first bubble up. Does it excite you? Does it scare you? Where are you at with that? Because it's not going to last forever. Um, right now, I'm scared because it just, it feels like it's going to last forever. But like you said, I know it won't. So I'm excited about the future. I know that it's pretty bright. Are you always going to keep your license? That's the plan. Um, I want to get into fixing and flipping homes as well. And when it's time to actually list the homes, I know I can get profit that way too. So I definitely plan on staying the active realtor. (laughs) So like the flipping part scares me a little because I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, you you kind of have to have that team in place already. The team to, unless you know, unless you're a contractor and you know how to do it yourselves, you have to have the maintenance, the tile, the flooring, the kitchen, the bath. Like you have to have that already do you have those connections do you have to have that group of people already set in stone well i mean it's best to have it set in stone nothing is one thing i learned about real estate nothing is set in stone so with that being said (laughs) it's nice to have a have a team but it's always you know a leeway for you to find someone else during the process you might meet a new connection that actually turns out to be better than who you're currently working with. And when I did my first project with the place that I bought, I met so many people. So I have so many contractors numbers and then they know different people. So the network and just keeps growing. Well, that's, that's good to hear. So you haven't flipped yet? No, I have not flipped yet, which is so funny. Um, my failure that we're gonna talk about today is actually me being a landlord. I'm actually dealing with a tenant right now that I'm evicting. So that <gasps> so fun. I'm loving it right now. And um my funds are currently going towards eviction and all of the things that she's throwing my way. So Oh wait, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I have a horror story tenant as well. And I'm not gonna use your name because I know you're probably walked watching right. this stalker. But any old who so let's go into that. Talk about how many tenants have you had in this property? You haven't had it that long. So is this your first tenant? Uh, that was the one who's on evicting right now. She was my very first tenant that I got. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So you're yep. one for one. Yeah, one for one. And then I have two other tenants that I rent another uh, my other apartment out to. So right now I have three tenants currently. In the same property or have you since purchased another one? The same property. So I'm living in one and then I'm renting out the other two and I have two tenants in one apartment. Okay. And are those tenants decent? They're beautiful. (laughs) You hope they never leave. So we're still on our first tenants. Yes. Yes. One fairly new, but we're still on the first set of tenants, basically. But once the one who I'm right now leaves, I'll be able to split them up again. Walk, walk me through, before we skip to the eviction, walk me through the process. Oh, this is such a great one because this is so important for people that are, everyone's getting into real estate now. I feel like the last two years, that's how you know a bubble's forming is when like everyone and their mom is becoming a real estate agent and it's how you weed out who's going to make this a career. You have the tenacity to make this a career, but a lot of the real estate agents that are jumping in now when it's hot 
are going to fall on their face. And then you can come on my podcast and talk about it. But so how it's so important how you how you vet tenants. So I have a property manager because I do not have the time, the patience or the aggression to do what she's doing. Because at some point in time, hopefully not in er as early as it happens to her, you're going to have to be a real bitch or a real asshole to some of these people because you will get some people just take and take and take. And it sounds like that's what you're going through. So how do you vet your tenants before you bring them in? Or did you not vet them at all? Haha. So I was so excited <laughs> to get my first tenant. So I did so much marketing. I posted on Facebook marketplace. I had the for rent sign in the um, yard and I was just talking to everybody at the grocery store, at the gas station, whoever would talk to me. I always mention, hey, I have apartments for um, rent. And finally, I had someone pop up and they wanted a tour of the place. They loved it. And I'm like, okay, hey, um, I just need you to do an application. I'll run your credit score. And she paused. She was like, it's not for me. It's for a family member. And I was like, okay, am I able to meet this family member? You know, what's the deal? And she was like, yeah, but she's out of town right now. So I want to say fast forward, probably like a week or two later, she finally reached out to me. Um, she had all of these things going on in life as far as it goes with domestic violence and um, losing her job. She was going through a lot. Mm -hmm. so lesson number one, separate business from personal feelings. If you don't mm -hmm. do anything else, you can hear all of the sad stories in the world. Just say you will pray for them or give them your condolences and keep moving because it is not your worth your peace of mind at the end of the day. However, she did the application. She failed with flying colors <laughs> when it comes to everything. And I still, with my gentle and sweetheart, decided to take a chance on her and split up the security deposit for her. I did things that you should not do. And I allowed mm -hmm. her to move in. And um, the first year went great. I guess she had like this motivation in her where she wanted to do better. And then year two, the crazy came out. I don't know like what happened in her, well, I actually do know what happened in her personal life, but her personal life, she started to project her feelings onto other people, AKA including me, we're like neighbors. So I have to see her every day. Oh, that's and true. she like, wasn't being a nice person. And it has gotten a lot worse since then. So that I think is another important thing. Um, a lot of people, especially that are in the situation that Lexi is, where they want someone else to pay their mortgage, which is something I looked at doing as well, buying a property and having a roommate. So before I met AJ, I was looking for houses in St. Pete and whoo, I should have stayed in one of those houses. But um, shitting where you eat. I mean, you have, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It's an amazing way to save money and to make money at the same damn time. But you have to realize that you are, your investment property is now also your home. You are shitting where you are eating. It is very likely that there is going to be an uncomfortable situation mm -hmm. um, and you need to mentally prepare yourself for that. So when it took, so you didn't do, you did the credit check, but she failed. Yep. So she did the right thing. You always do a credit check. You always do an application process. I do that with mine. I just don't personally do it. Shout out to Jordan Hayward for managing my properties. Um, another thing that my property manager does that I really didn't even know that he did until recently um, is he does a quarterly walkthrough. 
that the tenant schedules themselves where he or whoever does the walkthrough walks through the house to make sure that there's no damage. Um, and I, that has saved my ass now a couple times. <laughs> Were you doing quarterly walkthroughs? Yes, up until recently. Okay. Mm -hmm. And why'd you stop? <laughs> because I don't have access anymore. She stole the key from my maintenance man and she changed the locks. Can they, wait, can you change the locks on a property no, that's not it's yours? No, it's very illegal. It's very illegal. Okay, so at what point did you decide to start the eviction process? At what point are you allowed to start the eviction process is probably a better question. So um, things like, so she literally has broken all of the rules in the lease. However, things such as um, unwanted guests or visitors who stay over seven nights, um, those things are curable. So you have to give you have to give them a warning and then they have seven days to fix it. And if they fix it, you drop it. However, things like drug usage or changing the locks or um, harassment, all of those things are not curable at all. And that calls for a seven day notice to leave, vacate the place. And if you don't vacate, then you file the complaint with the courts. Okay, so you have, no matter what rule is broken, you have a seven day grace period where you, in written form, give them a warning? If it's a lease violation, she breached the lease. We're doing oh. her off a lease violation, yeah. Not non-payment, but lease violation because harassment, like calling my phone constantly, sending multiple emails, making sure that you're in front of the ring camera to talk to whoever you're on the phone with, but you're threatening me. Those are violations of the lease and you're a non-compliant tenant at that part, at that point and you oh, wow. can file for eviction. Okay, so then educate me on what is file, what does filing for eviction look like? Okay, so I hired a lawyer because I don't have the time to research or to deal with her. So I basically contacted is the Is that lawyer. standard? Um, some people go about the eviction process on their own. So I, I was going to try it. I went to the clerk of court and paid $10 for the eviction packet. It was like 50 pages thick. And I was like, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's an absolute no for me. It's so I called either, the, so. Right, the eviction lawyer and um, told him everything that was going on. He was like, oh, that's the easy win. And I just sent him all, <laughs> of, the, <laughs> all of the things. That He's like, I'll take done. your money. Please, hurry, please hurry up. He literally sent me the invoice. Like retainers came in probably like thirty minutes. I was rolling. I said, "Well, he noticed it's easy money." Yeah. <laughs> but um, so basically, I tell him everything that she did. I sent all of the ring video recordings so that he has his documents in order. And he went and filed the um. Well, first he sends a letter to her to let her know that the lease is null and void at this point. Like we and all tenancy, we are not related, we're not connected anything anymore. And then you have the option to leave within those seven days. If they don't leave within those seven days, you file a complaint with the court. Once you file the complaint with the court, the tenant has five days to answer. If they answer, a hearing is scheduled. If they don't answer, you automatically win and they get evicted. So yeah, wow. we're at the part now where we're waiting for the hearing, which is March 22nd. So she answered? Yeah, she answered. So what does an answer look like? Do they have to write a letter to the court, to your lawyer? So yeah, you basically, let's say for instance, well not for instance, but for real, uh, harassment was one. <laughs> for real? 
for real harassment was one um drug use was another what was the third i can't even remember all the reasons drug use and all this is public by the yeah, way it's very so, public bite me so exactly so she um answered and basically said that she is currently on probation and for a domestic dispute so she's not smoking weed you can check with her her probation officer which it doesn't matter if it's you or not if you have company over as well and they're you know doing uh drugs it's a clear-cut one right. as well uh harassment she said that she never harassed me but i mean the ring camera says differently so we'll leave that for the judge to figure out and yeah, she basically just said she didn't do it. That's that's what it actually looks like. They you list all the reasons, and then they come back and say why they, they shouldn't be evicted because of those reasons. A shaggy song comes to mind. Um, it was in me. Yeah. So once you start the eviction process, is there another number of days that they have to leave? So no, at that point you're just waiting until the hearing, and then at the hearing, the judge will tell you right then and there who wins. And if the landlord wins, then I think they have 24 hours to vacate the premises. If not, oh, then you can wow. bring in the police to get them out of your property. And then uh, it, if they, go ahead. If she had not answered, would it have been the same? Yeah, if she didn't answer, I want to say it, Um, I can't remember the number of days, but I want to say that it's no longer than a week that they have mm -hmm. to be gone by. Okay. So in total, from start of bullshit to, I guess you're not at the end of bullshit, but you know when the end, when you can call the police and have them remove her physically. How many days? Uh, honestly, I want to say that we're at about uh, almost a two-month mark. The BS itself been happening for four months, but as far as me saying, okay, it's time to take matters seriously and hire a lawyer and get this out of the way, it's been about two months since then. And I know my lawyer can't wait because I think I annoy him just as, as much as she annoys me. Oh, I'm so. sure. Because, I mean, this is an investment and it's right next to where you live. So if you call the police to remove her, is she allowed to get her shit out of the house? Yeah. Yeah. That's not I a lot of time. To take her um, stuff. I mean, it's not a lot of time, but you knew. Oh, yeah, you knew. <laughs> you got that notice that your days were numbered. So at some point, common sense should kick in and say, hey, maybe I should start packing my stuff. But the ignorance Do you receive rent? And they say, yes, rent is paying. Rent is, that, the rent is not the problem. It's the mind. Something is really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mental state Definitely some of mental the individual. going on. So my, our instance, and this is... Oh, this is such a great conversation. I wish I had prepared more questions just for this because people love to talk about how great real estate is, but it has its downsides. So when you go into this saying, I want, I'm going to get a rental property, you have to be prepared for this because it rears its head in almost every situation, even mine, where I have a property manager, and I'm sure you've done some of these things too. An LLC owns all five of our properties. And that LLC has nothing to do with our names. And then I'm the owner of that LLC, not AJ, to protect his identity further. And then we have a property manager. So you don't talk to me if you rent in our property. But AJ and I were at breakfast one day. We go to the same spot. It's right by our house, about 25, 30 minutes away from our rental property. And we're sitting there. And this little adorable woman comes up to us. And she's like, are you AJ Can? And AJ's thinking it's 
a fan or something. And AJ's an offensive lineman. He doesn't have many of those. Sorry, babe. But I mean, who watches the <laughs> offensive lineman? And AJ's like, yeah, I'm AJ. And she goes, first of all, tough loss for the Jags last night. And AJ's like, oh shit, it's going to be one of these fans. And she goes, do you own property, blah, 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 at blah, 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 blah. And then AJ, another thing, AJ's never been to any of our properties at all. Like he doesn't know what they look like. We don't, we don't know who the tenants are. That's why we have a property manager. So we don't have to deal with them and we can collect rent. And AJ looks at me because he's like, I don't, I don't know. And then so I know where this is going because I'm reading her body language. I know everything about the properties and I stand up because I don't know where this is going to go. She's standing up. It's not a good position <laughs> when someone's standing up and you're sitting down. So I'm like, am I going to have to fight? And I'm like, what's happening? So I stand up and she goes, I demand to know why you didn't renew our lease. Okay. So back to what I said earlier, we have quarterly walkthroughs. And this is a valuable lesson for people, that, even people that do everything right. We do quarterly walkthroughs. They're scheduled by the tenants um, on their last walkthrough. And this is a family. And this goes to what you said earlier, separate business from personal. Because the main reason why I have a property manager is because I am a pussy. If you tell me that your husband beat you and you had to go to the hospital and you had to miss two weeks of work and you can't pay rent, I'm not going to make you pay rent. And, I'll, and I won't make you pay rent until you grow a Never. third leg. <laughs> because that's just who I am. I'm a pussy when it comes to that. It hurts my heart. It hits home. So they did a quarterly walkthrough. There was no damage. I remember this vividly. The property manager called me. It was 60 days in the state of Florida. You are you have to give someone 30 days notice if you're not going to renew their lease. I gave 60 because I'm a good fucking person. Anywho, the, the last walkthrough, the place was trashed. And he said, it's trashed pretty much the last four walkthroughs we've had. He's like, there's no physical damage. You can tell the walls are clean. Everything's clean as far as structure, but the place is trash. They do have two young children. And he was like, do you want to renew their lease? And I thought about it. And as a business owner, as someone who's in real estate, you have to do what is best for your business. The reality is, even though the property was not damaged, who do you think is going to be more likely to damage your property? Someone who schedules a time for their landlord to walk through their house on a quarterly basis and does not do the dishes and leaves crap everywhere or someone who keeps the place clean. And on top of that, we're in a rising rent environment. It's not hard to find a tenant who's going to do that. So I decided not to renew their lease. And then they followed us to breakfast and stalked us. So... In your experience, Lexi, someone who's oh, actually no. in the industry. Can we please get an ending on that one? How did it end? Oh, I just, one thing that I'm really bad at is when you catch me off guard, I'm terrible at lying. Also, when it comes to like confrontational type things, I'm I'm not good at talking shit. I just say, I just say what's on my mind. So I just told her the truth. Uh, she was like, I demand to know why you didn't renew our lease. The place was not damaged. My kids had an ear infection. She also knew that her kids were the same age as my kids, which is fucking weird. You don't, why do you know who I am? And um, 
So I was like, look, the place was trashed. As a business owner and the owner of the property, it is not in my best interest to renew the lease. Um, you know, I, the property manager, that's why I hire him. He delivers information to me. I take that information. I try to do what's best for my family and my business. And uh, she said, I own a property myself and I would never do quarterly walkthroughs. That's an invasion of privacy. And I was like, well, you signed a lease where that was, that was in the lease. You didn't have to live there. I mean, it is what it is. And then she said uh, something else like, well, we ended up finding a place anywhere. I was like, that's great. We're going to leave now. And then I told AJ to get up and we walked away. And that was the end of it. But it was just, I, I felt for my, my husband is such a pure person. Like he does, he's a rule follower and he does not like disappointing people. And he was so, the re, I was hot and angry because I could see how upset he was. Like we drove separately because I came from work. He was so upset that he got in my car and he was shaking. And I was like, you, you didn't come with me. And he was like, I know, I just need a second because I'm I'm really hurt that we did that to her and her family. And I was like, oh. I was like, whoa, let's take a step back. We were not wrong. She is a psychopath. And this is why business and personal, if you can afford it, oh, I highly recommend you get a property manager. Typically the going rate for a property manager, unless you're in a Lexi situation, like Lexi's situation is brilliant. You just have to, she learned some incredible lessons with this tenant, incredible lessons. But if you do want a property manager, because you don't want to live on, on, uh, on site, property managers on average, depending where you are, take about 10% of rent. They qualify your tenants, they get, uh, they design the lease, they handle all the insurance premiums, HOA. For me, that's worth it. Um, it's 10% though, which can be pretty hefty depending on where you are. But that was my experience and that was my first bad one. Yours is a shit show. To say the least. What, what do you, what would you tell yourself a year ago if you could go back in time and be like, all right, this, I'm gonna save you some time and money, Lexi. What help people earlier on in this process? It's so crazy that I didn't follow the directions of my realtor who helped me purchase. So she told me that she would act as the property manager for me. And she would, you know, um, not as so much as screening the tenants or everything, but she said that I could act like I was a tenant and she was the owner or property manager or whatever she wanted to be considered. And I said, no, it's okay. I'm on site, so I'll handle everything. If I could rewind time, I would be outside part of the tenant's unit, union, like I, I'm a tenant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she wanted you to pretend so like they didn't know you owned it. Yep. Oh, that she would have been She smart. told me to do that. But I declined and I went ahead and moved forward. And, you know, when the people came to view or, um, they, I mean, ended up signing the lease, I let them know, you know, I was the owner, I'm the landlord, you need anything, contact me. Just try to be friendly and personable. And it worked for a while. And then other colors showed themselves. And now, like you said, it's a mess. But yeah. So I never thought of that. Would would she have continued to be the face of the property 
Yep, she would have continued to do it for me. Like I would have had my team acting behind the scenes as far as the, you know, the repairmen and all of the maintenance men that come to service to own property. But as far as contacting the tenants, she was going to do that for me. She was going to be in charge of, you know, emailing them if they needed to pay rent, any changes were made, anybody coming to service the unit. She was going to do all of that for me. Oh man, was she going to charge you? Nope. I played myself. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. She was just a good friend and she told me, she was like, it could get ugly. And I would suggest that you don't put yourself as the face of your property. So moving forward, I will definitely be hiring a property manager. It is worth that tip. It is worth a hundred percent at this point. <laughs> like, just it's so it. worth it. I mean, okay, so to break down the prices for, which I I did a lot of research and I found that my property manager is pretty much in line with all of them. 10% of rent for managing the property. And if you have your own team, it's probably a lot less, but then it's half the month of the first rent for them finding the tenant. So like if I bring my own tenant, that's not an issue. So like I have a sibling that's renting out one of our properties. I don't have to pay, didn't have to pay that for, um, for that property, totally worth it. I will never own properties without a property manager. Another thing that I've done that I think is really helpful for, for others, I don't know, you probably do this too, Lexi, is I have a pet fee. So it's a, a flat, I wanted, I don't, I'm not gonna not have a tenant if they have a pet, but if I have people that don't have pets, and I have one that does have a pet, I'm gonna take that person. So I do wanna discourage people from having pets. I think it's, Jordan, you can comment on this once you see this, if I'm wrong. I wanna say it's $250. Do you have pet fees in yours? I lean to the no pets. So okay, so you just flat out were like, nah. No, no thank you. You know what, I might take that out because right now it's so, com there's so many tenants, people trying to find a property. I might just not allow them at all. That's a good idea, exactly. I need to write that down. So how did this make you a better person? Also a better landlord, because now those are separate. So definitely going forward, I know to separate personal feelings and business. That's, you take nothing else from this, <laughs> please separate the two. So I know that going forward. And also some of the changes that I'll be making, instead of doing a yearly lease, I'll be doing um, month to month. So once I tell you, yeah, once I tell you it's 30 days, that's it. And if we have to go forward with the eviction, I no longer have to need a lawyer at that point. I'm capable of filing the paperwork myself. This one was just such a tricky situation and the lease doesn't end until August that I was unsure of the process. But if I know that your lease ends at the end of the month and I gave you a 30 day notice 30, 30 days ago, only thing I have to go do is file the paperwork to evict you go to the hearing. I've never heard that. Mm -hmm. Do you know anyone doing that? Doing. Yes, I actually do. So um, my last tech, she um, rents a place from a guy and she's on month to month. And she um, told him that she was going to actually be leaving him. She gave him a 30 day notice. So I was like, um, I'm thinking she was on an annual lease. I said, so you could just give 30 days in the middle of a lease and call it quit. She was like, no, it's month to month. And we kind of came to that arrangement because um, we didn't know, he didn't know if he wanted to sell and she didn't, she knew she didn't want to stay there for too long. So they um, came to the middle with the month to month lease. And I was like, you know, I could do that. 
that's the first time I've heard that. Do you raise rent for month to month? You can, but it's pretty much depending on whatever price you want to charge. So in fact, if um, the tenant wants to do a month to month, you can make it higher. But if you want to do a month to month, I mean, you could make it higher, but you still make can charge the, the normal price that you want. It's just for my peace of mind going forward. I like that. Maybe I'll try it. So I've actually been doing the opposite. I've been telling people, hey, I won't raise your rent if you signed a two-year because that is less, like, less. I don't have to worry about finding another tenant because you've signed a two-year lease. But I'd never considered a month-to-month. That might that be That was my thought process at better. first. Yeah. If someone is going to stay there, I won't. If, I don't, if they don't want to be there, I don't want them. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it where you're trying to figure out how you're going to break your lease or do something illegal or mess something up where I have to evict you. You don't want to be there? Please leave. I don't want you there. I want the chance to be able to say, please leave as well. So 30 days is just enough time for me. It's also nice because in this market, I mean, even so all of my rentals were new builds and like just not anything crazy, just the new builds in those cookie cutter neighborhoods that are nice and safe. But just from the time I bought them like a, two years ago to now, they've appreciated so much that it almost makes sense just to sell them and do something right. else with that money because the stock market's down. I know I can invest it there when things are down 20, 30 percent and then buy another property when this shit crashes on this end. So that's I need to I need to think about that. So there's a little tidbit of educational material, people for free. You're welcome. How do you want to buy more rentals or just yes. go straight into flipping? I definitely want more rentals. So my long-term goal is I want at least uh, 25 doors, however that may look, whether it's one huge community or multiple places throughout the United States or even you know overseas. I've been looking into like um, investing in DR. They have like these groups going on where a lot of people can put their money together and purchase like those nice um, villas where you flip them into Airbnbs. But yeah, I want 25 doors. That's the ultimate goal. So I haven't heard of that either. How, who manages that property? Um, so you have a property manager um, that's stationed in DR. So um, okay. I'm part of this Facebook group called Black Girls in Real Estate. And they have like this Ooh. platform where they bring everyone together. It's called the uh, Black Girl CEO Society. And we, they go in and we talk about, you know, different investment techniques. Um, and they have groups where you can join. Once it's full, it's full. So I think it's like six people to a group and you pay a monthly amount until the pot adds up and you can purchase in DR. So DR doesn't have mortgages. That is so dope. We're going to have to, hey, Weston, when you listen to this, we're going to have to tag them in that because that's so, that's so cool that that exists. Yeah, it's very cool. It's legit, right? I don't want to tag them Mm -hmm. if it's not legit. Very legit. Okay, we'll have to do that because that is so dope. Um, Yeah, so I went to DR for my mommy makeover and I definitely think that it is worth investing in. There's so, so much real estate there uh, for cheaper, but there's also some sketchy areas. So I would need to educate myself on what what is worth investing in. But that's so dope. It scares me a little bit. I haven't even considered out of the country, but out of the state. But I guess if you have a property manager, 
it's a little bit less scary, right? Yeah, and their ex their um experience, like the people that you know started the group, they have property there already. So this isn't like the blind leading the blind. They know what they're doing. It's proven processes. It's just if you feel safe enough to invest your money with them, but it. They should. They um actually did a tour. They took the people over, not took them. They came themselves, but they um all went to yeah. VR and did walkthroughs of properties that they already own and different ones that are on the market for them to buy. So, very legit. That's cool, and I'm sure there's different types of setups like that for everywhere. That's yeah. what I'm gonna have to look into. That that's that's really cool. So then you plan on having 25 doors that excludes your flipping properties. Right, that excludes uh, flipping. 25 doors are the ones that I want to hold, that I want to bring cash flow, and where I don't have to go clock in to my project directly job anymore. So those 25 doors will be the ones that I hold on to and pass on, just keep generating that money for my family. And flipping will be fun money. Yep, and flipping is just, let's do it. The excitement. I had so much fun renovating. Oh my God, I had so much fun renovating. So to walk in. And did you see, really? I did. I had a blast, girl. I was at Home Depot and Florida Decor just smiling and writing, <laughs> smiling and scanning. I had a blast with the renovation process. That's awesome. That's definitely not my forte. So speak to that. What, what channels are you using? What mediums are you using to educate yourselves on these processes? that other people um, can tap into? I'm heavy in, like I said, Black girls in real estate groups. Uh, when I'm on social media for the most part, I'm inside of groups. I'm inside of groups. I have uh, real estate talk for women, Black girls in real estate, real estate warriors. Like it's so many different groups on Facebook that I tap into. And then I also have um, a mentor. Her name is Tawanda Hanks. Um, she's one of the top producing realtors in Atlanta. She keeps me on my toes a lot <laughs> so uh that's one of the things that um i use to keep propelling forward and then podcasts i try to make sure i listen to a podcast more so um about social media using social media you know i'm not big on just putting myself out there and doing reels and pictures and lives and videos like this isn't my thing so i'm trying to no i'm surprised you came on anyway Her, she too. originally told me no <laughs> and then like six months later a few months later I was like um I think I think I'll do it I was like do what and she was like the podcast and I was like okay but yeah, here you are this is my thing I, I know I'm doing it so um this is one of my goals it's just to put myself out there more and just get more content because one of the things that my mentor shares is that people don't know you're alive unless you let them know so Mm -hmm. oh, I'm trying to show up more and put myself out there. You're showing up. I see you. I see your little post about your real estate and I share them. How, what, shout me out a couple podcasts that you find the most helpful. Uh, let me look at it. It's Socially Modern. That's my favorite one. Um, I can't think Socially of Modern. Mm-hmm. Socially Modern. Um, I think that's their name on Instagram as well, but that's my favorite one I make sure I stay up to date with them because they're big on dropping gems and uh tips on what to post on, on your reels how to, what to create in a reel what to talk about in the lives like they're very detailed it's not them talking at you it's them giving you an actual action plan and they check in with you next week to see the results and it kind of is a build-up 
So socially modern is a good one. Socially modern. And then I get a lot of questions on how do I find a mentor? I don't have the best answer. The mentors that I have are pretty surface level. And then I've had I've had a coach before, but I've had to pay for that coach, which I'm totally not against. You should always get if you're adding value to someone's life. I'm so I'm pro charge what you're worth. But how I don't know how to answer that question. How do you find a mentor for free? And that's the thing with that as well. So my mentors are pretty well, my life mentor slash career mentor, uh, who actually was the one who got me to go to Florida State. She is like for free, if you would say. Mm -hmm. She just genuinely loves me. And it's just like a genuine connection that we made while I was in school. So I'm not really the best one to answer that as well, because even my mentor now with real estate, Tawanda, she seen me posting on social media and she reached out to me. Like, I knew oh, wow. she was doing what she did. And I, I, you know, I watched from the sidelines, like, oh, yeah, she's dope. And one day I was um, scrolling on Facebook, scheduling a post, and I got a message from her and she was like, hey, do you have time to chat? And I'm like, sure why not and she called me and we stayed on the out on the phone for like four or five hour hours like just talking about my dreams goals aspirations and everything and she hasn't charged me anything up front like there's no monthly fee or anything but once i'm into the groove of things the goal is 15 percent off of everything because she's dope that's fair yeah, I definitely. So this is this is a testament to put yourself out there because you don't know who's watching and who wants to help you. I genuinely believe that successful people want to help other people be successful. For the most, I'm not saying everyone, but some of the coolest people I've met that are bosses in their own right have reached out to me and been like, I see you. And now I make a point to do that as well. I love <laughs> finding people that are earlier on and be like, look, I see you do this. You could do this a little bit better, but you're on, you're on the right track because you want to speak life into other people. You want to yeah. give back to this community. You want to see people do better because the world's a better place when people are doing what they're meant to be doing and doing in, and they're good at it. So I think that putting yourself out there is number one to finding a mentor, to finding connections. Because even if you don't have a mentor, it's good to know people doing different shit because you never know when you're going to need them or need someone that they refer you to. And that's a, and that an example of that is you being here. And I bet all the people, all the podcasts you just shot it out, all the Facebook groups, people are gonna watch this and then they're gonna go to there. And it's just, it's a, it's a cycle and you gotta contribute to it. It's give back to the universe. So. This has been great. Um, I keep me up to date on how that month to month thing goes because that oh, is yeah. I'm yeah, having like a few leases coming up. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Have you done an Airbnb yet? So with that being said, I actually want to move soon. I'm um, thinking Tampa, but I'm not. It's not set in stone. Uh, but once I move, I plan on Airbnb in the apartment that I'm currently living in. And I'm putting it on Airbnb. So I'm excited about that. Do you have an HOA? So one thing I learned is that if you have an HOA, you can't just Airbnb something because we were building and the house that we currently live in would be a great Airbnb. And my HOA, when I asked them, was like, we don't have rules about that, but we'll bring it to the board meeting. And then the neighborhood was like, nah, fam. 
we don't want we don't want that Absolutely in our neighborhood. Not. So I was like, okay, okay. Do you have an yeah, HOA? I don't have a problem. No HOA. So I'm free to roam about the country. <laughs> That's nice. So people check on that because you could get in pretty big trouble if you do an Airbnb and your HOA says no, like mine did. So that's important, but good for you because I have clients that have made fortunes off turning their rentals into Airbnbs. Like it's insane. It's insane. And everyone wins. Well, not necessarily because having an Airbnb apparently does contribute to rising rents and gated communities are not fans of them. But Airbnbs are totally cheaper than hotels still. I don't know how long it's going to last, but they still are. I Airbnb or VRBO. What are some other ones? Yeah, yeah I was going to say VRBO. Um, vacation homes. Those are like the top three for me. Vacation homes, VRBO. There's only Airbnb. three in that industry? No, it's, I'm pretty there's, sure it's more. Okay, well, there's room for more. Invent something. Because that's... I mean, that seems like there should be way more than that. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. yeah, you can make a fortune. I have a, a client I'm onboarding right now who they have in a matter of two years, it went from having no real estate, just nine to fives. The wife quit her job and they just started buying property, not with cash. They got mortgages and they Airbnb'd. And like it was, their return was like 29 to 32% a month on their properties it's insane the hardest part i will say about airbnbs is it's a lot of work right especially with covid you have to find a cleaning crew that knows yeah. how to covid clean which is a different level than just a regular old housekeeper it's like a move out clean every single time then there's the whole marketing aspect you have to basically become an expert in right it's all about the ratings the super hosts the reviews so i mean it's fascinating to watch, but to dive in is a different level. So Lexi, I would love to have you on for another episode in like a year where you just tell us how this has worked out for you because we'll use you as the guinea pig. I'm excited. In a year, I feel like things will be way better because right now life is beating me up. But in a year, I think that I will have gotten rid of the tenant. I should have been uh, relocated by then. And that I should would be hope so. Airbnb too. So, yes, a year sounds like a good enough time. Yeah, that's awesome. And then on a personal note, we'll have to, you'll have to tell me how that tenant thing goes. So you have, in a month, it should be over with, right? Uh, 15 days. I'll give it a month because life just 16, doesn't work give out. her the 24-hour. Mm -mm. Yeah. I'm not giving it more. I gave four months <laughs> at this point. I'm done. <laughs> Well, Lexi, thank you for coming on and joining with us late tonight. I appreciate you so much. We need to have a meeting soon and talk about your, cause she's also, she was one of my first legitimate on paper clients and we need to have a meeting about that. Um, but I'm so thankful that you came on you decided to come back and join us and contribute to this and definitely drop some gems there. You were the first person that I have talked to that has shared the process of an eviction which is super cool. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Awesome sauce. Thank you for having me, Kendall. I really enjoyed this. Me too.